0: It's a little Friday, huh? Thursday, yeah. you already can smell the weekend from here, you ready to party? Sure. Are you? Huh? Okay, yes. <laughs> yes, I'm ready. <laughs> Seems like I have to drag you kicking and screaming into partying. Oh, man. I don't know why you're against it. You know, every once in a while we like to check in with Liz Sly, we really like her work on uh, everything about the Middle East. Indeed, Liz Sly is the Washington Post's Beirut Bureau Chief and uh, joins us now. Welcome, uh, Liz, how are you?
2: I'm fine. Thank you for having me.
0: I have an unfair question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, and you can answer it best you can. Just in general, Middle East countries we're involved in, you're Iraq, you're, uh, you're Syria, you're Afghanistan, that whole mess over there. Things getting better or worse?
2: Um, things are kind of staying the same at the moment. We're in a bit of a groove Um There is certainly no improvement on the horizon. We're not looking at an outbreak of peace anytime soon. But at the same time, some of the very worst fighting um, and most extreme violence that we've seen of, of recent years has tamped down somewhat.
3: We know your recent piece in The Post has to do with ISIS making a comeback in Iraq. Maybe we can start there. What's the situation?
2: Well, yes, as you know, ISIS has been driven out of almost all of its strongholds. It doesn't hold territory anymore except for a couple of pockets of very remote desert along the Iraqi-Syrian border, um, and those are going to be taken at some point. But um, what we have seen in Iraq in recent months is a very worrying revival of their activities in a part of the country that was freed from ISIS control three years ago. You're talking basically about a triangle of territory in three provinces in central Iraq. Um ISIS did take those over in twenty fourteen, but they were very quick most of those areas were very quickly taken back within a few months. And by early to mid twenty fifteen that area was back, at least nominally under government control. So you would think that, you know, they've been gone for a while, but um it seems they're keeping back there, that there were secret cells that remained, there were maybe some hideouts that weren't cleared um, in some mountains that are there, and maybe some of the fighters who've been conquered on some, in some of the bigger battles in the fighting in the rest of the country more recently have managed to escape and make their way there. And they're not in any position to take over any territory at the moment, um, but what they are doing is making life unpleasant and dangerous for few people who live there, um, and they're threatening roads and highways, which of course affects the economy, And, um, you know, we've seen this cycle before. It does get worse.
0: We're 15 years in since uh, the invasion of 2003. To what extent is there a functioning government in Iraq, and are they favorable to the United States?
2: Um, There is. I don't think you can say there's any extent to which is a functioning government in Iraq. There is a government. Um, It's a U.S.-backed government. They have U.S. troops on the ground advising the Iraqi army. Um, and that the Prime Minister, Prime Minister Abadi, is an ally of the United States. But the government itself is paralyzed by an election that took place in May that produced some very inconclusive results. And um, in in some places, the allegations of fraud were so overwhelming that they are now recounting the ballots. It's more than two months since the election. We don't even know the result yet. Um, There will be a coalition government for sure because nobody won a clear majority, you can't even say for sure what proportions, um, what, how many seats each party got, wow. because we don't have this final result. And meanwhile, corruption is just so immense. It's really hard to overstate the amount of corruption in Iraq. There's been no investment in infrastructure. Um, huge. I mean, they earn a lot of money on oil. It's misspent. Um, a lot of it's gone, of course, on, on on the war fighting ISIS. And people don't have services. They don't have electricity. They don't have water. And a very interesting development that we're seeing at the moment is the outbreak of massive unrest across the south of Iraq, um, which is is mostly Shiite, and the government is mostly Shiite. This is an anti-government rebellion by people who are very fed up with the complete dysfunction of their government.
3: Which leads me to my next question, which was going to be, to what extent is Iran pulling strings within Iraq?
2: Well, Iran pulls more strings than America in Iraq, for sure. It's right next door. Um, the country is majority Shiite it's, um, it, 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 um, which means a lot of people are of the same religion of Iran now that is overstated because um, there's also a long rivalry between Arabs and Persians and a lot of Arabs in Iraq deeply resent the um, Iranian influence over Iraq but Iraq wields a lot of power just in, um, by, pro- by virtue of its proximity and through the militias that it has created an armed Um, to fight ISIS, but it was doing that before as well. And um, it it does um, control a sort of parallel state structure, if you like, um, of um, militias that can um, wield quite a lot of influence, both in the government and out of it.
3: This is what the last 15 years have wrought? My goodness. Uh, Liz Sly, Washington Post Bureau, uh, Beirut Bureau Chief. Liz, we sure appreciate you spending a couple of minutes. Uh, Well done, as always. Thank you
0: very much. It's our pleasure. Thank you. Well, I got what I wanted out of that. So I'll
3: be damned! You got to give that? me a minute. How ah! about that? After, after
0: you know, and, and some some of you have hated it since two thousand three uh, when it started. But uh, fifteen years later, there isn't a functioning government, and Iran pulls strings in that country more than we do. Right. That's not. And the, the only outcome. reason
3: it's functional at all is the strings we do pull.
0: Right. Um, uh, yeah, so we're pulling strings with the government that has no say over the country. Iran pulls strings over the actual doing of the militias and the rest. Uh, so that is not the result you were hoping for when the whole thing started. Greeted as liberators. Yes. There's the, you know, I'm not going down this road again. Let's go down it. But there's the decision to go in. That's a completely separate conversation from the execution. Correct. You know, D-Day could have been a great idea, but if it had been executed poorly and failed, it would have right. seemed like a bad idea. Right. Yeah. If,
3: if Eisenhower decided, let's do it entirely on jet skis and, and we'll throw rocks at the Germans, well, then D-Day would have failed miserably. But it had to be done. So, right. Yeah, it's how you do it that counts as much as whether you do it. And we did it unspeakably horribly. About as badly as you could. One of the best books about that, that it never got much attention, or it didn't get enough attention. We interviewed the guy who wrote it. Our intentions were good was the title of it. As mm-hmm. I recall, it's on a shelf at my house, how he talks about the, uh, you know, this is such a real old reference. Everybody know what Keystone Cops refers to. It's a, it was an old-timey uh, film thing about a floundering, floundering police force. It was as if our... Effort to run Iraq post-invasion was a comedy, like a Judd Apatow comedy.
0: We didn't think we were going to have to. So we thought we'd roll in, overthrow their military very quickly, which we did, and then the people that ran, for instance, the banks, would get up in the morning and go to work to their banks and uh and and keep doing what they're doing and the people at the power plant and then it just you know everybody all their jobs everybody just keep doing it but that yeah. didn't happen people broke into the bank and stole all the money right and uh started shooting each other over old grievances and, and it just completely fell apart tremendously naive
3: so we uh, went down the road sorry anyway yeah. relitigating Iraq at le- well at least the
0: implementation George will calls it the worst foreign policy decision in U.S history
3: well, you know,
0: um, he's probably right. So uh, that was a shocking report, wasn't it? Yeah, there is no functioning government and treasure. And Iran runs the place. So, right well, there you go. Well,
3: listen, not to oversimplify, but it's been said by many wise sages that if the people in the country don't want a functioning government, democracy, modern state, as much as we want them to have one. It's going to fail. Iraq, in terms of modernity, was way ahead of most of Afghanistan. I mean, our chances in Iraq were way better than Afghanistan. No doubt. And yet we're still in Afghanistan. At, at this point, trying to prevent a, a, an unthinkable humanitarian nightmare,
0: mostly. Oh, geez, I just saw my first back-to-school something or other. <laughs> oh, boy. oh, really? I won't let my kids see that. When I was a kid, that was the worst. You go to Kmart and they got the back to school signs up.
1: Uh,
2: what? What? Did we just started. What the? Uh, huh?
3: Yeah. Sunrise, sunset, kid, the seasons, etc. It's time. <laughs> Pick you up your pencil box. You want to hit
0: him with the big picture? Exactly. Huh?
3: Then we'll talk about mortality. You think, you
0: think first grade's hard? Wait till you're in your third job and you're sixty years old. You got a smoking habit. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's good parenting. <laughs> so
3: listen, for the umpteenth time, plenty of legitimate criticisms of the guy. In the White House. But John Brennan, the former head of the CIA, has been coming way over the top, in he my He said opinion. it
0: was raised to the level of high crimes and misdemeanors, what Trump did the Didn't other day. did he accuse the president of treason? Yes.
3: Well, Rand Paul has stepped into the ring with John Brennan, but good. Wait till you
0: hear what he says coming up next. Uh-huh. The long clippings of truth. <laughs> exactly.
1: Whatever. Whatever. Rand Paul. Whatever.
0: Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. Of
3: the nation.
2: And Getty Show. I used to
1: hurry a lot. I used to worry. President lot. Trump attacked his critics this morning, tweeting: some people hate the fact that I got along well with President Putin of Russia. They would rather go to war than see this. It's called Trump Derangement Syndrome. <laughs> hey man, just a tip. Maybe don't name a derangement syndrome <laughs> after yourself. The guy who discovered syphilis didn't name it Steve's disease. <laughs> I don't, I don't
0: agree with the premise. Funny line, but
3: completely unfair.
0: I don't agree with the premise, but the punchline is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Steve's disease. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah, Got this text. Just hung the book bag sale banner outside my sporting goods store. Yep. Back to school stuff is there. Oh, my God. My kids will fall apart when they hear that. So do you know who John
3: Brennan is? He was the former director of the uh, the Central Intelligence Agency, occasionally uh, known as the CIA, under Obama. He serves as chief counterterrorism advisor to uh, Obama as well. Um, he worked under George W. He's been in uh, you know foreign policy and that sort of thing for quite a while, um, and. Um, he uh, lately has become like the hatchet man, the attack dog for the foreign policy establishment, attacking Donald Trump.
0: Well, when it's not Clapper or uh, Brennan, we were talking about Brennan, the other yeah. guy, uh, other bald oh, little guy, skinny guy, Ren, NSA and Hayden. CIA. Hayden, yeah. Um.
3: Uh, so anyway, uh, he uh, he's been out and proud lately of just going uh, and and again, not like sober, serious, concerned attacks on the president, but, like, wild-eyed, coked-up 4 a.m. He ought to be tried for treason! They ought to bring him they ought to hang him! I mean, he's, he said that his performance at the, uh, the Big Stinky at Helsinki, which was no doubt uh, odd-ish, uh, but he said it rises to the level of high crimes and misdemeanors, I mean, he should be impeached, which, uh, listen, I mean, come on! Think my I've well established my bona fides as a guy who's willing to criticize Donald J. Trump, but he's just completely over the top. And who but the (laughs) but the sloppy lawned libertarian senator from Tennessee, Rand Paul. (laughs) should step forward to uh, to take some counter shots at John Brennan. Here's what he said. You know, John Brennan started out his adulthood by voting for the Communist Party presidential candidate. He's now ending his career by showing himself to be the most biased, bigoted, uh, over-the-top, hyperbolic sort of unhinged uh... director of the cia we've ever had and really it's an insult to everything about our government to have a former head of the cia calling the president treasonous just because he doesn't like him but realize that brennan you know i filibustered brennan i, I tried to keep brennan from ever being the leader of the cia but realize that Brennan and Clapper uh, are known for wanting to expand the authority of the intelligence agencies to grab up everyone's information, including Americans. And so I don't have a lot of respect for these people. Even before they decided to go on hating the president, I disliked these people because they wanted to grab up so much power and use it against the American people. Wow, well, there, there you stuff. go. The Randy Man. The Randy Man can. The ophthalmologist. That's right. Bringing it. It'd be nice if he cleaned up his lawn debris as well, but uh, you know nobody's perfect.
0: So here's here's what has happened. It seems to me, I think a lot of us, obviously falsely, thought, if not FBI agents, certainly the people in charge of the FBI and the CIA and the NSA were like above all this. They were they were they were a little wiser than the rest of us. Not not as prone to to flights of going way over the top and right. saying ridiculous things. Didn't we all feel that way, that they they were just...
3: They well, were, right, uh, and I happen to have the pleasure of knowing a handful of professional sports officials, umpires, NBA referees, and these guys, not only do they not root for any team, because that would be just weird, why would they, but it would be catastrophic to their careers. And so they avoided uh, this. It's it, Part of their f- the very fiber of their DNA as a professional is that uh, we don't have any favorites whatsoever. And I'd always assume that the guys you're yeah, talking about
0: yeah. looked at it in a similar way. Yeah, I'm an American, and I work for the Central Intelligence Agency, and I try to do what's best for that. Right. Um, but no, they have all kinds of strong opinions, and their opinions are as dumb as anybody else you ever see on cable news talking about things in some Sometimes, cases. Sometimes, yeah. Just do they just say over the top stuff or stuff that's just not true or 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 really bigoted sort of mean-spirited I can smell Trump supporters that sort of stuff. I yep. mean they and and that the bloom is off the rose for that whole thing and maybe that's good. Maybe it's good that these people turn out to be is just like your, your neighbor Jim, or whoever your Uncle Ed is who sends out this stuff on Facebook. They're no different. Right. <laughs> they just have more power. Right. Well, you know, it's been put far more eloquently
3: than I can by, uh, by Milton Friedman and, and H.L. Mencken and many other people. Who are these angels who you imagine are making their way into government service? Who are these people without self-interest and, and honest all day long and... And uh, where do you think you're finding these people? They don't exist. Yeah. I Everybody's guess. pursuing their self interest. And Brennan has decided to chuck his gravitas and his reputation as a one time commie, according to Rand Paul. I have no reason to doubt it. Um, to chuck his gravitas in favor of being, uh, um, you know, a hit record in the her- hyperbole hit parade,
0: you know, getting heard. He hasn't hurt his reputation for the chunk of the country that watches MSNBC. He's a rock star. So he's increased his reputation. He'll yeah, be he'll, well, fair enough. People will stand up and applaud when he walks into certain restaurants. He'll Not get, just the he'll, way
3: he'll, Comey went from <laughs> being a, a goat to a hero. Yeah, he'll when get he Trump. He'll
0: get high paid speaking engagements at certain sorts of places. He'll be a rock star the rest of his life for this sort of thing. So yeah, we we, we want we expect
3: better. Yeah, out I've, of that sort of person, I did. Yeah, I
0: certainly did. Yeah. There you go, and but now we know we've well, we become
3: th- disillusioned, which means we're losing our illusions, which is a good thing,
0: yeah, I guess, I
3: guess it's a little disappointing. you'd think a, a guy like him would i don't know have some sort of dumbass congressman from uh, Illinois say that sort of over the top craziness stuff,
0: and you could make a really strong case that Trump did something that was unprecedented and he shouldn't have done without claiming he needs to be impeached for it, yeah. Yeah,
3: low, and high he, crimes and misdemeanors, or whatever Congress says they are. Brennan voted for a uh, communist. Is he started his adulthood by voting for uh, the communist candidate for the presidency? <laughs> According to Rand Paul, who's never lied to me.
0: True. He told you you're nearsighted, and you were.
3: That's right. <laughs> Couldn't see a damn thing. He was right. How much time? I thought I the got? world was fuzzy.
0: I oh, didn't think it was me. How much time have I got to kill here?
3: About 30 seconds. Kill, oh, okay. I have more great material than we could do in a dozen shows, Jack.
0: I got a couple of things that are worth going, going into. but
3: Facial recognition technology at your kid's summer camp.
0: Great idea or freaking weird? Oh, boy. I don't like going down that road. What's coming up in your news, Marshall?
4: Well, we got more tawdry details coming out about the 29-year-old honeypot arrested for being a Russian spy. Tawdry Tawdry details.
3: details. Start with those. Which Democrat
4: (laughs) would President Trump most like to run against in 2020 and the connection between
0: dinnertime and cancer? Oh, God. (laughs) Being irresponsible. (laughs) Oh, boy. I hope we get to all those stories. They all sound good. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. World's longest fingernails has donated them to the Guinness (laughs) Museum. Oh, okay. They're 30 feet long. What? That's got to be a total, huh? I have a picture. They're disgusting. Yeah, what the hell? Just disgusting. Come on. And, Sean? Uh, A gentleman set the world record for cutting watermelons in half upon his stomach. So there you go. You, uh... Now, he did not use his stomach to cut the watermelons. The stomach was the cutting board. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Certainly. Yeah. World's longest fingernails is disgusting. Ugh. God, I, uh, did he ever have any girlfriends? or it's Just uh, the whole thing. Yeah, The whole thing. Let's get to the news okay. now with Marshall Phillips. Now,
4: another tawdry tale. A 29-year-old Russian woman arrested on charges of acting as an illegal foreign agent has been ordered to be held in jail as a flight risk until her trial. She pled not guilty to the charges. Pro- uh, prosecutors saying that Maria Butina, got a student visa in the U.S. to act as a cover as she carried out an influence campaign and that she was in contact with Russian intelligence during her nearly two years in the U.S. The Justice Department said Butina had been involved in a personal relationship with someone who appears to be longtime Republican operative. 59 year
0: old Paul Erickson. So she's in her, she's 27 at the time, yes. sexing up this 60 year old doughy bald dude yes. who thinks, does he this think? This is a solar panel for a love machine. So huh? the question is, did he think she was into him or did he think, I know there's something going on here, but I don't care? I don't have any secrets <laughs> worth knowing. If that was his attitude, <laughs> I'm going to high five him. I don't really oh, yeah. <laughs> I think
3: she's a Russian spook and she's exploiting me, but you know. The sex is pretty enjoyable. It is, never I'll underestimate. Probably have
0: to testify in front of something. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, <laughs> never underestimate the power of denial. Right, yeah. like the, the, the oh. Charlie Rose thing. Right, like I. It's hard to figure out at what point you lose that ability in I don't, yourself. I don't think I've ever been fooled by that. I mean, maybe I go too far the other direction, but I always think you're trying to sell me a car, or you're a hooker, or I mean. Oh I start with a woman. You don't say that to your wife, do you? <laughs> no. But if some twenty three year old hottie hit on me, oh, I wouldn't please. I wouldn't for a second, under any circumstances, think she was into me. Anytime. it just wouldn't even cross my mind as a possibility. My mind would be whirling of right. what are you trying to do here? Right. Oh, you sell insurance. Oh, okay, whatever, you know. Yeah, I start with Russian spy <laughs> yeah, and then work exactly. my way backwards.
3: True <laughs> yeah. so insurance salesman, too, just wants a big tip. Yeah, yeah. But the one place you don't go is, she's into me.
0: But I've known plenty of guys yeah. that that's the first place they go. That,
3: you idiots! God, God, <laughs> God bless them. You know what? I, I almost, they, I don't know, it's it's kind of sweet in a way. <laughs> is it?
0: Is it?
4: Butina reportedly viewed the relationship with Erickson as simply a necessary yeah. aspect of her activity. Well,
3: right. She's a red sparrow. She's a uh, honeypot, et cetera, et cetera. I like the fact that um, I think it's booting up, but it doesn't matter because they obviously came up with a cover name for her that involved the uh, American term booty.
0: Had <laughs> <laughs> they rejected like Sally Titsworth? And, uh, oh, and, uh, how, do they, how do they recruit these people? Do they, do they ask for volunteers or do they make you do it? They say you're going to go have sex with fat businessmen to get information. She
3: was reportedly sponsored by a Russian oligarch. All right. so So. seriously if you've read any of the Red Sparrow books, those books are, and you may remember our our somewhat less than scintillating interview with the author, he's a better writer than than Chatter, but that doesn't make him a bad person. (laughs) But the long and short of it is you get recruited to do exciting work for the, the motherland. Um and the things that you're going to have to do as part of your job, uh, they uh, they tell you about some of them a little later on in the training, and some of it's uh,
0: more gross than you maybe expected you would have to do. Do you have an option of getting out at that point or not? Well, yeah, yeah. Or are you, you just can, so far down but, the road? Right. Well, I mean, you might yeah. have to kill somebody. Would yeah. you rather have sex with somebody you're not particularly attracted to, or have to kill somebody? Well, right, yeah,
3: and and you know it's. It's not something you want to do, but you make a good point. It's objectionable, but it's not you're gonna be a foreign agent. You're gonna risk your life, you're gonna steal secrets, the rest of it. Oh, and you might have to commit an act of love. You know uh,
0: Putin, of, uh, of sexual uh, satisfaction. Watching the documentary with Oliver Oliver Stone, Putin went to law school straight out of high school because he wanted to be in the K G B and that was a um that was the fast track to get yeah. into the K G B. That's what he always wanted to do. Watch
3: the Americans if you want a little more Red Sparrow action right. involving the incredibly cute Carrie Russell.
4: Meanwhile, while Erickson may have she been... shows
3: her bottom in the first couple of uh, uh, seasons, but then afterward, I think she started to say, "All right, that's enough of my butt. <laughs> I'm a gifted <laughs> actor."
4: Meanwhile, while Erickson may have uh, been uh, very into this relationship, she was out expressing disdain and complaining about living with him, and on at least one occasion was offering sex to another person in exchange for a position in a special interest
3: organization. So, yeah, you know, and I get the whole complaining about it thing mm-hmm. because she didn't think she was getting enough benefit from it. I don't mind rolling around with this fat idiot if, if the motherland is getting the info to, to we need. To have sex
0: but... with this dude, I better be getting the nuclear codes. Yeah. All right? Anything short of that, I ain't doing that. Yeah. <laughs> This guy's like mid-level county Republican. For South Dakota. Right. What what, what am I doing here? You can help her with like a parade permit or something. (laughs) Well...
3: Yeah, this is not Reince Priebus. <laughs> this is, Apparently, they this were, is a guy who can get me a picnic permit on the 4th of July, maybe.
4: <laughs> Apparently, not long after they hooked up, they were uh, floating in and out of the Republican Social Circuit in D.C. She was offered... And re-
0: everybody looked at them as a couple and thought, what is she doing To, to What is she getting... Nobody oh. tell that guy a secret, is what everybody said.
3: <laughs> well,
0: and as we were discussing
3: with Rosalind Helderman
0: of the uh, Washington Post right. yesterday,
3: the, one of the weird aspects to this was everybody was on to this chick. Yeah. They, yep. She was hauled in front of uh, Congress right. a year ago. And while they were making the rounds of the
4: D.C. Circle, apparently she was often referred, often referred to as that Russian girl by people who were aware of her recurring, sometimes awkward or rather conspicuous
3: presence. Well, hmm. yeah, she would pop up looking all hot and red-haired yes. and ask some question or sidle up to people and try really hard to network with them at right. all. She was just Always around, and people start talking about her. There's that Russian chick again. So she wasn't a great spy. I mean, she's A, obvious, and B, laying the assistant councilman for, you know, Broward County, South Dakota. I mean, what are you doing? All right, switching gears. Which
4: Democrat would President Donald Trump most like to run against in
1: 2020? I dream about Biden. That's a dream. Look, Joe Biden uh, ran three times. He never got more than one percent. And President Obama took him out of the garbage heap, and everybody was shocked that he did. Uh, I, I'd love to have it be Biden.
3: That is straight out of The Apprentice. That's straight on reality TV. Yeah. You know, he goes on to say there's really any of the top five or six would be fine, right. but um, that's just some great cameras rolling trash talking right there. There you go. That's your news.
4: I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation.
3: So does old Uncle Joe take the bait? He's too old. Well, no, not, not run, but blast back at Trump. Oh, man. Remember, remember, he wanted to take him out back behind the bar and yeah. beat oh, him that's, up. That's right. Yeah. Come on now. Wow. Old Joe's going to do a few more push-ups this morning. Get ready.
0: Elderly barn fights.
3: Yeah, I'd watch that. What, what channel's that on? And, uh,
0: home Improvement Channel? It's on channel.
3: the Learning Channel. Ah. <laughs> oh, my God. So, prominent actor reaches out to his fellow liberals and said, Hey, if you ever want to hear an intelligent, uh, conservative point of view, if you want to understand the way these people think, here's an idea. Okay. Uh, and he was absolutely murdered for that. On social media.
0: I'm looking at Good Morning America. They've moved from shark attacks to killer bees today. So I don't know exactly. Is Sharknado wow. next? Wow. <laughs> Hippocaine. <laughs> You're, listening- friend from owls. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation.
3: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: What remains of the day remains
2: to be seen by the TV that we never turned on. Each other's enough. I've never had it so rough ever since I've been
1: gone. He comes in. This guy does not look like a Hungarian immigrant. Leather pants, a beard. It just didn't fit. I want to buy a gun, like that, talking like that. And I just kept looking at the guy and I was like, you're Borat. Soon as I said that, his <laughs> eyes just looked at me like, and he did a B-turn right out the door. Once I knew it was Borat, we already know his game and his <laughs> So we knew that he's here to make a mockery and make a mockery of what, gun owners, the gun business, gun shops? He was fake, yeah, the producers were fake, the show was <laughs> fake. And Showtime is fake, to be honest with you. They want a real story? Come talk to us.
0: Some some gun owner who spotted Borat when he came in. Gun store owner, actually. Gun store owner. Yeah, Borat
3: was trying to get him to say he wanted kindergartners to have guns. Guns with kittens on them and that sort of thing. And it's just, I was
0: like, get out of here with your crap. 300,000 people watched the Borat show the other night, so this particular version is not working very well. Do not click on the Mr. Bean is dead Notice that everyone's getting the Mr. Bean virus is damaging computers all around the world. Bad beans. You know, Mr. Bean, I've never actually seen any Mr. Bean work. Oh, really? Yeah. Is a gift, good?
3: gifted physical comedian. I believe
0: it. Yeah. Quite charming. I just haven't seen it's any of it.
3: Charming is a good word for it. It's it's silly fun.
0: Anyway, for some Charlie
3: reason. Charlie Chaplin-esque.
0: For some reason, uh, hackers decided that a great way to get virus to spread would be to claim Mr. Bean has died. So if you <laughs> see that show up anywhere, do not click on it.
3: good way as any to get a virus started, (laughs) I I guess. Speaking of technology, listen to this, would you? Facial recognition technology put to use in your kids' summer camp. More than 100 summer camps have teamed with a company called Waldo Photos, which uses facial recognition technology, to tag specific campers in pictures. You know, it's funny. I saw this headline, and I thought it was for paranoid parents who, even though they let their kid go to summer camp, they couldn't let him go, and they wanted him surveilled. They wanted to know what they are up to every moment. But, no, it's that usually... The the summer camps take hundreds of pictures with all the kids, and you have to wade through all of them to find one your kid is in. Um, and uh, and with this, parents who are up for the service or are given a special private sign up code, then must upload a headshot or selfie of their kid into the system, which allows the system to scan uploaded photos, then text ones with their kid in them to them. So I, I you know my. My kids went to various kind of local camps. They've never, they never, I don't think, went to in a way. I guess there was a science camp a couple of years. But um, are they are they hitting you up for lots of money for those pics? Or is that part of the package or what? Because mm. it's like, I swear to God, Disneyland exists only to sell people pictures of themselves at exorbitant rates doing various things.
0: I never even look at the pictures when I leave something. <clears throat> So I know they're going to be way overpriced, and I'm not going to buy them.
3: So. Uh, we bought one or two just uh, tr- treasured family moments that I'm glad we did. But I, generally speaking, yeah, it's a, a, a rip-off.
0: You go with some people who know where the cameras are on the roller coaster. You can get some pretty good stage oh, photos yeah. of, like, oh, you know, yeah. oh, we're all asleep. Ah. You know, <laughs> right. that's, that's good stuff.
3: <laughs> Michael, Michael, get some serious-sounding music ready. I'll cue you when, when we'll go to it. One camp which uses the service Fallen Creek Camp in Tuxedo, North Carolina, posts between 600 and 800 photos of campers each day. Imagine imagine having to sort through that just to see that. Pick if you're a kid going swimming. On the other hand, while some parents seem to love it. (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. There aren't witches at the camp, Michael. That we know of. (laughs) That have been identified yet. So uh, what was that one witch
0: movie?
3: Blair Witch? Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Blair Camp Kids. <laughs> Let's go for a walk in the woods. You're gonna love our projects. Tonight. Uh but while uh parents seem to love it, some folks have privacy concerns about such facial recognition software uses. Uh you gotta opt in it, sir sir. That's you know what? This sounds like a good idea to me. <laughs> and for a On the bit- other hand, you gotta read that incredibly long article in the New York Times about China and their Surveillance state and how it's all working, technology and and the whole social score and law enforcement and the rest of it to understand where all this is going.
0: I believe the whole world's going to go that direction. Um, that Orwell the, was right. The future will be much like what China is doing. China. Um, everybody will be surveilled all the time. There'll be the, the law enforcement will have the various goggles or whatever with facial recognition and. All your info will come up right in front of them as you walk by or drive by in front of them. I think that's where we're headed.
3: And there will be various algorithms that will assess what you've been doing lately, where you've gone. And if you reach a certain score, they'll say, probably ought to bring them in. They'll bring you in, rough you up, or questionnaire, let you know well, they, they know what you're up to, and the rest even, of it.
0: Even without that, at some point, it will be abused by, by some political party, and then we're completely off the rails. Yeah. To, uh, you know, to, to not allow oppositions to uh, get together.
3: Well, yeah. And and honestly, you don't really need to bring that many people in and rough them up because there's a great quote. One of your your liberty uh, loving folks who I admire, I can't remember who it was, said essentially, uh, it, you know what? It might have been Glenn Greenwald of all people. He pointed out a surveilled people is an obedient people. Because they know, well, it's like your kids—the cats away, the mouse will play, et cetera, et cetera. If people know they're being surveilled, they will not. Do you, or do, rise you up.
0: do you? or do you not act differently, knowing that there are you're on camera a lot more than you used to be, or being listened to a lot more than you used to be? I do. Yeah. Uh, minor some. things. I mean, I'm not I'm not stealing anything or doing anything bad, but I'm I'm less likely to stick my hands in my pants and adjust myself, mm. thinking nobody's watching. Not me. It's my sacred right. <laughs> my liberty than I used to, because I know there's a camera on me somewhere. Gotta
3: jostle the boys, folks. No offense intended. Gotta readjust over here.
0: It's weird. And and will you get that in your head that you're on film all the time, that you can only You know, do certain things so you get into a Like a closet with the door shut, I don't think anybody can see me here. (laughs) I mean, that's just a weird way to live. It used to be that way.
3: Yeah, the one striking thing about that article is funny. It occurred to both Jack and me in exactly the same way. Um, I can't remember if it was in, like, that teaser paragraph you see, or the first paragraph of the article. But they mentioned that uh, China's got this incredible surveillance state going. They have twice as many cameras as the United States. And both of us reacted the same way. Wait a minute. Only twice as many?
0: You got what is it? One point three billion people. We got hour. nearly four times the population and only twice as many cameras. So. And they're an oppressive communist regime. So. Was it four times as many? Yeah. So yeah, we okay. got a lot of cameras in the United States watching us all the time. Right. So we got the same roughly a number of per capita cameras. Wait a minute, New York Times, how did you miss that? And most of you all like it, and and they're voting Keep for more safe. of it, right? And tax money going to put more of them up. So
3: Line up to get sheared, sheep. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> the lucky ones will get sheared. The unlucky ones, you'll be on somebody's plate.
0: Line up, mutton chop. Wow. Accept I'm... your oppression. I don't even know what you're talking about. What? Your tone of voice is Wake very up. menacing. But Wake up.
3: <laughs> if you get the award-winning fourth hour of the show, is Islam being crammed down school kids'
0: throat? Lawsuit says it is. If you don't, check it out on the podcast. Pretty interesting. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.